Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey there, from CNN, I'm Paula Ortiz with the five things you need to know for Saturday, December 9th. Clashes between the Israeli military and Hamas are continuing in several parts of the Gaza Strip. Hamas says its militants were fighting Israeli forces from, quote, zero distance in northern Gaza. Meanwhile, the Israeli military says it's still battling Hamas and Khan Yunis in the south. CNN cannot independently verify the details of operations reported by either side. Meanwhile, Russia criticized the U.S. after its veto of a U.N. Security Council resolution calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. In a statement released after the vote, a Russian diplomat accused Washington of being, quote, complicit in Israel's brutal massacre. But Russia's criticism of the U.S. isn't seemingly fueled by a sudden rejection of conflict. In the past, Russia has repeatedly vetoed U.N. Security Council draft resolutions calling for the end of its ongoing attack on Ukraine. COP28 is wrapping up on Tuesday as the push and pull over fossil fuel phase-outs continues. CNN's Bill Weir tells us how those negotiations are going. Paula, longtime observers say that this is the first time in 30 years that they've sensed a whiff of panic from oil producing nations at these climate change summits. A leaked internal memo from the head of OPEC went out this week encouraging members to resist calls for a strong phase out of fossil fuels. They'd rather focus on efforts to pull heat trapping pollution out of the sky rather than leave their oil and gas in the ground. A new CNN poll finds nearly three quarters of Americans, including 50% of Republicans, agree that fossil fuel pollution should be cut in half by 2030. The United States is among 80 countries, including the EU, uh, many low-lying island nations calling for an end to fossil fuels, that this COP should be the beginning of the end. We'll see which side wins on Tuesday. Six teens were convicted by a French court on Friday in connection with the 2020 beheading of history teacher Samuel Paty. The teacher had shown his pupils caricatures of the Prophet Muhammad in a class on freedom of expression, which angered some Muslim parents. Most Muslims avoid depictions of prophets since they're considered to be blasphemous. Among those on trial was a teenage girl who had allegedly told her parents that Paty had asked Muslim pupils to leave the room before showing the caricatures. The court found her guilty of having made false accusation charges and slanderous comments, since it was established that she was not in the class at the time. The other teenagers were found guilty of charges related to taking part in a premeditated criminal conspiracy and helping to prepare an ambush. The court found those adolescents guilty of having pointed out Patti to the murderer. Another trial in connection with Patti's killing involving adults this time is set to take place at the end of the year. A disruptive storm is heading east this weekend, bringing rain and maybe some snow. CNN's Allison Chinchar fills us in on what to expect. Yeah, Paola, over 35 million people under the threat for severe storms Saturday from Kentucky through Louisiana. Now, this is part of a broader system that will push eastward Sunday, bringing rain up and down the eastern seaboard. A total of 50 million people are under a flood watch from Maryland to Maine, where widespread totals of two to four inches of rain is forecast. And snow is also possible from the southern Appalachians all the way through northern Maine. Monday morning commutes and the Northeast are likely to be very soggy for cities like New York, Boston, and even Philadelphia. Up next, produce from outer space. Welcome back. After astronaut Frank Rubio harvested one of the first tomatoes ever grown in space earlier this year, he couldn't wait to show kids at a public event one of his crewmates was going to attend. 
but the tomato was nowhere to be found. During a media event in October, Rubio says he put it in a little bag. He also added that he was, quote, pretty confident that he had Velcroed it where he was supposed to Velcro it. But when he came back, it was gone. Rubio says he probably spent 8 to 20 hours of his own free time just searching for the tomato. But that tomato has now been found. During a Wednesday news conference, members of the seven-person crew remaining on the space station revealed they had finally located the produce. NASA astronaut Jasmine Mogbelli said Rubio had, quote, been blamed for quite a while for eating the tomato, but now there's proof of his innocence. That's all for us today, but make sure to tune in tomorrow for the latest episode of CNN One Thing. I'm Paolo Ortiz. I'll talk to you next time.